Hello and welcome along to the Family and Friends podcast. My name is Maxi. I'm one of the producers here at Family Creative and this is our new weekly podcast. Each week we plan to introduce you to some of the guys that we work with quite regularly and some people that we haven't even worked with at all yet. Our guest this week is Dines. He's from Hounslow, just like me. He's a West London boy. Um, he's founder of the studio Blup, which makes some amazing sort of illustrations and uh, now motion design as well. We talk about the importance that he places on uh, working for yourself. Uh, I really hope you enjoy this episode of Family and Friends with Dines. Welcome along to the Family and Friends podcast. Good to meet you, my man. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, I am good. I'm good. Good. Just a little bit uh, worse for air from a little little IB for devastation. Yes, mate. AKA a, a much needed break. So uh, yeah. yeah. How nice. long are you there for? Uh, so we're there for three, uh, I can't even remember, three nights. Okay. Um, yeah, we touched down like literally 11.30 at night. Yeah. And everything was closed, so. So that's like, that's not a long time when it comes to like spending time in Ibiza. That's it. It flies by. That's it. That's was it not having the big crowds? You just told me you saw Fatboy Slim and he was playing to an audience of about 20 people. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> if you look on the stories, it's just like, bless him, he's like living it up, trying to do the best he can. Yeah. Um, but end of the day, you could tell he's just happy to like just be DJing just anyway. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? He's got his mask on. He's like, I don't give a shit about the crowds. I'll just... Mm. Yeah, I just want to like party and have a little party. Yeah, it's yeah, not a bad place to have a mix. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it. That's it. You know, it felt like a nice little private DJ, isn't it? Like, this, this is just in my backyard with a flat boy sitting, just chilling, you know? So, but yeah, it was good. It was good. It was good. Thank you, man. It nice one. Um, so obviously you met uh, Dave, yeah. who's you know, one of the founders at Family Creative yeah. um, at Us By Night in Antwerp. Uh, what were you doing there? What was your affiliation with the festival? Uh, so yeah, Us By Night, uh, we go back way back. So I think they're in a fourth year now um, and I know the uh, founder uh, Reason probably pioneer like he, he thought you know what let's start up a little a little uh, design festival that actually creators want to go to we can go at, and get hammered at night see your <laughs> yeah. favourite like fucking talker um, yeah. and just mingle network and just have fun so I went to the first the f- actually the second one and he invited me to speak at the um, Adobe uh, Adobe like stage to do like a live tutorial and I've never done live tutorial. I've done like hundreds of talks and stuff like that, but I've never done a live tutorial. So yeah. like I had to do some live artwork and stuff and that went down really well. Nice. Did um, you quite enjoy it? Yeah, yeah. Some people would start freaking out a bit, but yeah. I don't know. To be fair, like I was I was actually with Ben Paul then and um and we was like preparing in the hotel. I was like, you know what, fuck it, I'm just gonna make it like well, like simple and fun. So yeah. like, I just got like this Pikachu and just like remix that. Um, and I knew that's what the audience would want because I didn't want to go like too abstract or too like yeah, boring. Um, but in between that, I was kind of like telling our story and having a bit of fun with it. Um, and then, yeah, so like, so that was like, that popper popped off and then um, really good feedback and stuff. And then the year after he, I got, again, I was in Abifa and uh, he gave me a call, he goes, look man, like um, uh, one of the hosts, Mr. Bingo, um, big up Mr. Bingo, uh, has dropped out. You know, he hosted last year. Uh, do you mind doing it? Because you know, like your, your your personality, etc. People are gonna love it. I was like, I don't think people are gonna understand my London accent, man. Like, <laughs> I, 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 as you can tell, I speak pretty, pretty quick, you know. Yeah. Um, and he was like, Nah, it doesn't matter. I just just we just need your energy on stage. Um, so we did it, and it was just like the best time ever, man. So it was amazing that Dave got back to Dave was there. He brought his whole crew, and uh, yeah, man, it was just it was just a sick sick vibe. I loved it. Banging, man. Mm. Nice one. Well, here on Family and Friends, we kind of quickly talk about um, 
how you your personal journey yeah, into uh, into the industry you're from west london same yeah, as yeah. me like Hounslow yeah, yeah, yeah nice yeah, one yeah, yeah. um yeah talk <laughs> to me about like what like what was going on how did, when did you first start kind of moving into creative circles or was it early in your life was it later in your life like were you on a different path and then changed or was this always something you kind of wanted to do so my mum's a bit of an artist like um, you know, she used to, so it's, it's so funny. When I was little, she used to like teach me how to like draw like people. Yeah. But she used to always draw it out of sausages, isn't it? She's like, yeah. She'd draw a sausage, but I was like, sweet. And then what she used to do is, is like, probably lick her finger and like trying to like fade in the arms as well, like to create like that kind of like. Oh, nice. Yeah, and like yeah. looking back, it was like, actually, you taught me quite a lot at like, like, <laughs> yeah, like four years shading, old. Yeah. Um, so everything I used to do, I was just like, just like, just draw, draw, draw. Um, and then, I mean, going way back, but like in year six, I even had like, rivalry with like the other wicked artists in my class so, like me and me and the guy called Ulysses uh like a Filipino guy like was sick of drawing comic books like I was like fuck I need to I need to like be as good as him as well you know what I mean so it was always us to kind of battling like from That's a young age rivalry yeah yeah yeah, yeah like nice. um but instead of like trying to learn maths we were just like trying to beat each other how to draw like <laughs> the, the, the sickest like fucking Rambo or something like that and um and then yeah so we're, like, it's just like growing up and stuff and my, my twin sister was in the same class as me Oh nice, um, and she kind of like she was um, like more like academic, so she was good at spelling like maths and all. That. And I knew at early age, I was like, "There's no point trying to be really trying to match her and trying to be like, um, you know, pretend I'm clever." Like, I just want to draw. And so you guys were always like quite different, would you say? Yeah, yeah, like we're and different. You kind but of the, saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. different but the same. Like obviously twins, but we both had the creative streak. She was like, she's an amazing singer, um, but she basically she was one of those kids that could do everything like yeah, you know what I mean yeah, I was yeah. I was just typical boy just like just running around like <laughs> and just and just drawing right so so yeah so like yeah loved it passion was always there um and then I kind of went into like obviously A level uh I was, so basically I studied at Hamza Manor so I think of Hamza Manor and then <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I went to sixth form in, uh, in Eyes of Zion yeah um, which is my school yeah your school man like <laughs> and it, you know what I, I used to love going there because it's like all my mates are uh, who I kind of grew up, we separated to go to the boys' oh, school there. Right. And like, yeah, yeah. when I still in the sixth form, I was like, yes, bro, you right? <laughs> um, and then, yeah, and then like, yeah, so then studied, um, got an A in uh, A-level and was like, you know what? Let me let me head to university. Let me just like see what it is. No one in my family's like, done university before, like like proper, like deep family. No one has actually ever like been. Um, and I was going to study illustration. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I was like, okay, let me pick, let me pick a university. I like, don't live in London. I don't want to be in London anymore. Like, been there, done it. Like, you know, as you know, West London, it's like nothing's happening around there. It's so like, dead. Yeah, it's like, I, do, I do love West, but there's yeah. just nothing there, man. Yeah, because you, you moved to Hackney, right? I moved over this way like three years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, up yeah. until then, I basically lived in West London or oh. South West London my mm. whole life. And it is just like, for, like I don't know, for a young guy, yeah, for, yeah. for young people, yeah. there's just not a whole lot going on, man. Like yeah. riding that, oh my God, the fucking Piccadilly line from yeah. Hounslow oh, into and London. In the middle of summer, it was just baking, like, oh. you know what I mean? You got under, like, it's awful. It's but dead. The, yeah, I'm the thing as well, actually, it's like, <laughs> I'm moving back to Brentford, I just bought a house there. <laughs> really? Yeah. Nice, mate. Brentford's actually quite nice now. Mate. They're, they're doing it up, like they're yeah. in the high street now, but they've done the docks. Like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Actually, it's actually, it's, it's quite nice now. But the way they're going to do it up, and I was praying that obviously Brentford got into the Premier you know what I mean? Oh, like, mate, I watched the game as well. I was gutted. I was, I was really gutted, man. But like to see that whole area, like I was like, okay, like West London is like my home. Like, I love it and stuff like that. But anyway, so we ended up going to um, picking universities. I chose Solent mm-hmm. University, and I was just like, okay, never 
even heard of Southampton before, never even seen it before. Like, <laughs> I didn't even know where Southampton was, man. I was just like, okay, just like they did um, illustration. Yeah. I was like, okay, let me just try it out. Um, so I sent my portfolio off and I get a call from, from the, the tutor of the graphic design team. And uh, she was like, I've just seen your portfolio um, and I think you're more suited to like graphic design. I was like, what's graphic design? Like, <laughs> like, what was what, that? Like, this, is, this is free Mac. Like, I don't know what yeah, it was. She's yeah. like, you know, graphic design is like when you do stuff on the computer. And I, I was like, you'd never done that before. Even, like, I mean, I had an, I had an Atari once, um, old school, like computer. And I used to draw Pokemon like digitally. Wow. Like using like the old school, like paint, like straight lines and, blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. and like light. I used to do like fine lines to create the, the shadow and stuff like that. So like, I had a little <laughs> oh, bit of like experience of drawing illustrating <laughs> yeah. on digital. Microsoft Paint. Yeah, yeah, no, mate, it's like, it was, it was <laughs> yeah, I, well, yeah, Microsoft like, Paint wasn't even like invented that. then, bro. Yeah, like, yeah, it was yeah. mad. Actually, it was, it was, but like I just had an old computer for my uncle or something like that. Yeah. And uh, she's like, yeah, you're more suited to sort of digital. I was like, okay, cool, fuck it. So I went, went there, did my foundation. And at the end of the, the foundation course, I was like, you know what? Let me do graphic design because it's the first time I felt that I could connect with something that could be the next big thing, mm -hmm. like digital art, basically. You saw the potential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I don't forget, I think that was 2007. Yeah. I think. Where like, it was kind of still like the old school kind of design, graphic design, where it was like a lot of it was cut out or mm. everything was done on like Quark Express, like really old school. But I knew that because I'm a, an artist anyway, like digital artist, I wanted to move into something that was like quite new mm. um, and learn from, 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 from the bottom up. Yeah. So I was like, okay, cool, let's do it. Let's do it. And then, yeah, just loved it. Um, I did graffiti as well. So my graffiti background kind of, came into my style that I was developing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, man. And that's how I kind of like just fell into something by accident because that one tutor just said, I think you might like graphic design. I was like, that's good, right. <laughs> <laughs> like 20 years later, I was like, I can, that's my career. Dang it, man. Yeah, so yeah. you've always kind of known it from, from a long time. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. nice, man. Yeah, so yeah. what in terms of like your professional transition, mm. so that was at that university in Solent. Uh, what, so how was your time at uni? Did you find it useful? So I knew, again, from early age, and I tell this to all my students, like, I, I went there for, like, just life experience. Imagine doing a course that you're, like, naturally good at. Mm -hmm. So my hunger wasn't there. My hunger was more about, I'm going to use this, like, this, these three years after my foundation to, one, develop a style, two, develop, like, um, a network, three, develop, like, my network of best friends, like, like my fucking boys, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and yeah. actually be that guy that's just like helps everyone else out um, and learn the game, man. Like learn the game of how to like just live life on your own. Cause I, I never lived on my own. Like brother, I was eating like cake for breakfast. Like, <laughs> like slice, man, I was so skinny at uni, but like I didn't know how to survive. Like my mum didn't teach me that shit. So I was just like made it up as I go along and I was just obviously student diet, you know, so it was, it was amazing. So I knew, I knew. So the, instantly the pressure was off me. Yeah. So every day for me was just jokes. It was so funny, like, because I was going to class late, hungover, whatever. The tutors would hate me. Like they would like said, like Dines, why are you why are you late again? I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. They were like, all right, cool. And obviously they got on with me anyway. But yeah. like they hated the fact that I was always late. Um, <laughs> and then like because they like we had a had a really good relationship with like uh, two of my tutors, and she just got me through who I was, and it. So so she knew that uh, every coursework that I would do, that I would deliver. 
You yeah. know what I mean? So she wouldn't be like having a go at me, but she would kind of give me digs like, come on, you need to start doing work. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so like I put the work in, but I like, didn't 100% put the work in. I was putting my work in like other areas of life that I wanted to develop. Yeah, yeah. Whilst I had that the student It's loan. interesting you say that as like, you know, being a young man and being able to like see that for kind of what it is. Yeah, yeah. We've had a lot of people on the on the podcast who have kind of said, I found university was a bit of a waste of time, mm. but by the end of it, or a few years down the line, I kind of, I appreciate the social and, you know, the things I took from it in terms of developing my personality. But you knew it while you were there, which is interesting. Like. So don't forget, so I was there a year before everyone else on my course, because uh, I did the foundation. Oh, uh, okay, all right. So yeah. because of that, like I, imagine like the new kids coming in, like lost, like, mm. and I was that guy, <laughs> I was, I think I was actually voted like the prefect or whatever you call it, like, like head of the course or whatever. Yeah. Because I would organise nights out. I can remember we went to Amsterdam uh, with the whole class, like 70 of us. And like, I would just show them around. I would take them to like nightclubs. Like, <laughs> I was I was confident because I was like, I, I've been there uh, the year before. I've met yeah, most yeah. of the people in the second, like year older than you guys. Um, and let me just like show you what university is about. Mm. So that's how I formed like our proper click for my course because I knew I, I knew it was just about, about socialising, about having fun every second of the time and just yeah. developing that life skill. That's nice, man. You're just talking about like confidence and stuff. Yeah. How key is was that, do you think, in terms of moulding like the, the professional dines that we see today? Like, have you always had that kind of, that attribute, you know, to yourself and to your work as well? <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I think so. I think, uh, I just like, yeah, I just love having fun, man. Like, yeah. Because like, you seem like such a relaxed guy. Like you've got energy, but you're also just relaxed and yeah, friendly. Yeah, yeah. Like, I think it's just like, well, that's, that's a Jamaican in me. Like, <laughs> that, that's how I'm very relaxed, isn't it? But, like, um, but it's, it's, look, it's, it's more about, if, you, if I'm going to find myself in a hole or like find myself upset, I, I work it out of my head and I'll be like, there is no point being depressed unless something's like bad happened or, the, or being upset or pissed off because like life is actually too short. And the thing is, the reason why people get upset it's because like they're either thinking about something too much, what's going to happen or what happened in the past. It's true, man, yeah. So I've only recently learned how to live in the moment, but naturally I was just doing that anyway because I was like, I always had that kind of like fuck it attitude and mm. not worry about anything, you know? And to kind of, it's almost like a bit of a delusion, isn't it? Mm. Like I'm deluded the fact that like, I'm just in my own like world and everything around me is just happening. So I can, I'm in kind of control-ish of what's going to happen to me. You know what I mean? So if I have that open mind, you can stay positive. Yeah. Because if anything does go wrong, fucking figure out to ha how to figure it out, figure out how to figure it out and yeah. make yourself happy and get yourself out of any misery. Nice one, man. So you did four years at Solon. Yeah. Um, talk to me about your last year and what was like your transition into the, into the real world, real world as it were, yeah. So again, like inside information, like in the second year, one of my boys said, you ain't gonna get a job in design. I was like, what? He's like, trust me, there's like thousands of students trying to apply for like this one role. Like, you're not gonna, you you won't make it. Not you personally or your style. Yeah. He goes, the numbers, I was like, shit, he goes, um, but just do what you're doing. Just like, worry about that when you leave. So I thought, all right, I'm in my second year. Uh, been there for two years already. That's oh, so three years already. Um, and I was like, okay, I've got this network. Let me just start like doing a little bit of a couple of jobs on the side. 
So um, the first one was I worked at um, a, a suit shop in, in Southampton called Austin Reed. Oh, yeah. Uh, and at a young age, brother, like, I was selling suits to, like, these old men, brother, like, proper <laughs> tailored suits. So, like, it was sick, it was sick. Like, that taught me about fashion, that taught me about material, that taught me about finish, that taught me, like, how to dress, like, because these guys would spend thousands on, a bit, like, a suit and a shoes, and, like, I'll be the guy, like, measuring it up and as a second year student going into work on a weekend in a suit, I look swag, man. Yeah, of course. So I had to maintain that. I had to maintain that kind of like- that. It's a good feeling when you put one of those yeah, like yeah, fitted yeah. suit on. It's yeah. nice, man. Yeah. And, and especially because you worked at, I worked at Austin Reed, like my manager, like big up Neil, I haven't seen him for years, but like he would just give me like suits, like that, like 800 quid, like a thousand pound suits, just like, ah, that's your uniform, don't worry about it. Nice. So as a student, you go in my wardrobe, it'd just be like, just suits, <laughs> like church shoes, like like you're like, whoa, this is like you're this is in your breakfast cake. That's it. Like can barely afford McDonald's, but like I look sick. <laughs> like, I was thinking, whoa, hang on, this, is, this is looking good. Like that's good. Bro. Um, so yeah, so like uh, yeah, so I used to like do um, like bits on the side, and then it was only recently when I said, you know what, let me just use my design to kind of like make money as well. Um, so in my second year, I started um, doing a lot of stuff online, building up my kind of online presence mm-hmm. like, as, as Mr. Dines, uh, like the digital artist. Yeah, That gave me a lot of confidence then to like go to like uh, bars, there's a bar called Orange Rooms and uh, at the time a bar called Mono to do all their design for the flyers and the New Year's Eve posters. And then what I used to do was instead of getting paid like what I supposed to be get paid, mm-hmm. I would get paid like 150 quid for like a flyer design, but then I would negotiate with like the owners to give me like free lunch yeah, like, yeah. a night out for my boys you know yeah. what I mean so like I would reinvest that to like say that's nice man yes Alex and yeah, Dan, or like yeah, everyone come yeah. come meet me at Orange Rooms and then just get around in but yeah, it was free because <laughs> I was skin it was like sick and then like you know I would treat someone to like lunch like you know and I used to always just exchange like talent for what I can get free so that in a way you're not really spending money and I can mm. use that money to kind of reinvest in myself basically Yeah. so yeah so I was doing that um, throughout the second year and um, just again just having fun with that man and you know it was uh, until I started making real money as a student was uh, I was selling paintings on, on eBay okay so one of my yeah so one of my, my boys Tom Bird um, like one of the best mates who we lived in the, in the second year so I was drawing on this like canvas thing I used to draw like a like a Tweety Pie or like a Snow White with a line in her eyes yeah yeah He's like, he knocks on my door. He's like, Dine's like, you know, you can like sell those online. I was like, online e-commerce. What the hell is selling <laughs> shit online? Like, this is this is pre like like eBay wasn't even a thing as well. I was like, what the fuck? He's like, yeah, like I swear I saw people selling artwork online. I was like, okay, cool. So we like looked at it, and I was like, okay, cool. Let's take a photo. Let's mock it up and pretend it's on the wall. Like all the stuff you see now. This is before it's time. So I was the first one to put like a print photoshopped on the wall to pretend it was like that's really? what it looks like on eBay, right? Yeah, yeah. And I'll get bids from, and I'll hashtag it, not hashtag it, but tag it the right way. And like, I would put like the title of the painting in like bold, mm-hmm. like, and like make people excited just by looking at the title, you know, exclusive London art by like, <laughs> yeah, by, yeah. by Mr. Dines, da, 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 like, um, and then they'll click on it and you see all the mock-ups, really nice page. Anyway, so I used to sell them uh, and I would get about 150 quid, like, a painting. It isn't. Really. And what I used to do was 
you said about six bidders. Mm-hmm. So obviously the second bid would lose out by a tenner. The yeah, third yeah, bid yeah. would lose out by like 20 quid. And you message them afterwards and be like, contact them and yeah, sell it five yeah. times. So by the end of like the weekend or the man. week later, yeah. like, I would be making like 500 quid as a student just by drawing the same thing five times. Um, and send them out to like fucking, it was USA, someone in Tokyo bought one. No like, all over the world, bro. It was mad. It was so, it was so good. It's been fucking sick. Yeah. Yeah, getting that kind of recognition. And like a decent amount of money as well. That's it. That's at it. university yeah yeah so did that kind of wake you up to yeah I'm, maybe i'm ready to go out and maybe do this full time or were you doing other, other stuff at the, at the time yeah so um so so basically i've never worked for anyone at, uh, obviously like in design um so you know a lot of it that you see today to this point like I've, i made it up and i've made it up the hard way like i've, I've made mistakes i've made massive like gambles it's paid off sometimes it hasn't I have so many ideas that I haven't followed through which if I followed through would have made me like fucking millions but as a creative like I said before you know if I can control what's happening to myself in that very moment in time and using the only thing I've got which is I can like draw and I can create if I can make money off that and not having to like you know work full-time jobs and just coming home in knackered and never creating for me that was the nightmare so it's like, how do I engineer something that I have time to socialize and time to like be free to do what I want and at mm. the same time build something? Um, how did you know you didn't want to work for someone if you hadn't have if you hadn't worked for someone? I just saw I just saw how my mum and dad used to grind and graft. My mum was an NHS nurse and she used to like not spend Christmas with us and be oh, home at man. Christmas. Yeah, Bless yeah. her, like looking after her patients on Christmas mm. Day. And because she's such a like amazing personality and amazing person, they wanted to spend Christmas with her and stuff like. So she she would be coming home from work at like six pm, um, and you know tired but still giving her love to the family. So and then she but other than Christmas, she'll come home stressed because of day because she's driving all the way around fucking West London, um, all up Ealing and stuff. And then uh, my dad, you know, he um, he worked in the dry cleaners. And you know, I saw the amount of hours he used to put in, and yeah, like his man. lungs were bad because he's breathing his steam all day. And oh, I was like, chemicals, and, yeah. So he's so both of them are like hustling to work so hard just to provide for me and my sister. Like, and imagine having twins, man, the same age. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's hard, isn't it? So it's double the amount of work, like effectively, yeah. Exactly. So like, I I saw how they worked, and like obviously that the hard work installed into me. But I said, you got that work ethic, but exactly, you didn't want to exactly. Yeah. And I, I didn't want to ever like not have time for eventually you want to have that balance exactly like yeah exactly so that for me that was just like like not the wake up call but i was just like you know what bless mum and dad like they put everything into it and i see the stress that they have to provide for the family like i don't want to work for anyone Mm. um because one you know it's the man telling you what to do Mm. um it's someone else telling you no you can't go on holiday no you can't leave the office no you can't see your family no you i fuck that man like Mm. fair enough there's people out there that obviously everyone works yeah and they're tuned to that but for me freedom of life is about the riches of life and like doing what the fuck i want and money wasn't everything i would rather be brass at which i was like rock bottom than someone telling me like you're five minutes late. You got yeah. discipline. Like, how do you know what happened to me five minutes? Like, you're getting paid, but you got no time to spend the money. Right? Exactly, exactly. As, as, that as well. That was, yeah. I didn't really know that until like later on about like people will get big six hours, but only blow it on the weekends or like big holidays. I didn't know about that. Like for me, it was just more about someone else telling me what to do because I hate I hate authority. Like really? I can't I can't stand it. 
Um, and I'd never really used to get told off or anything like that. But when I did, I, I hated it because someone else was above me telling me off. So having a boss, I was like, nah, man, mm. no way. Did you ever come close to getting like a full-time job at another company or outfit? Like, were there any points where you were like, I'm going to kind of have to now? Yeah, like, yeah. No, so, so I did work experience for a, like a marketing company in Southampton and they're mm. called uh, Remo. And just, uh, the boss was called Ursula. And I learned, I was there for like, so during my second year, I would go up every Thursday for about six months and do a day on the Thursday in this marketing company, right? Yeah. Whilst everyone was in bed, hungover from the night before, <laughs> Wednesday nights in Southampton was massive. Yeah. I would have to get up at nine, stinking of alcohol, brush my teeth, whatever, and then have a shower, <laughs> go in presentable and just learn how this marketing agency works and how this woman, Ursula, I mean, I wish I could reach out to her, but um, and learn how, and watch what she did. She was like this little Irish woman, um, you know, in a very male dominated industry, killing it, doing like marketing for boats, basically. Okay. Um, and then like- A lot of yachts. Uh, like just sailing boats. Oh, right. Oh, okay. Nice. She, but, then, but then at the same time, she used to then um, mold her business to like take on other bits of business. So I remember when I was there, she won like a Hovis pitch to do like an advert. Like, it's a I was like, okay, this is like, so, the like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, yeah, so I was, I was, so I watched how she was on the phone. I, I saw she was a proper like dragon, like proper dragon's den kind of like you don't you don't fight with her. But for some reason, yeah. me and her had a proper like chemistry because she, I think we were like not cut from the same cloth, but she kind of saw like my hunger in it and the fact that like I was the only person out of seventy people having work experience, doing work experience in my second year, showed that how much I wanted it. Yeah. So I'll just sit there um, designing these things and like the turning point for me again what made me realize not I didn't want to work for anyone is I did a little that Hovis campaign. Yeah. I did it. It won an award. Really? And I turn up Thursday and everyone's hungover. I was like, "Oh, where did you go out?" They went, "Oh, we went to pick up the award for this campaign you like you you designed." And what? I didn't even get an invite, bruv. And I was just well, like, "Surely she would have like they're just buzzing about getting invited to this like pl plush thing in the fucking Guild Hall and like free champagne and little, me, little old student, you know, running one day a week. Like, yeah, but that's dead. Man. Like, I know. Surely I, she would have fought, kind of fought your corner a little bit. Yeah. No, or was it already down to her? At the end of the day, maybe she, look, maybe she had six tickets and, yeah. she, and she couldn't get me in or like, I, I, like, I don't know. But I was just like, I didn't care, care get invited, but it's the fact that like, I didn't get like the mention. And I was like, so I'm doing the work to achieve. <laughs> results for someone else's dream I was like fuck that man and yeah, then after that I was left two weeks and I, I left on good terms but I was just like now I'm like ready to just do my own thing nice <laughs> bad, man. <laughs> sick so, so that was your you were in second year at uni at that point oh uh, yeah yeah okay yeah. so what what happened when you, when you left university you left Solent so yeah so did you uh, hang around in Southampton for a bit or did you come straight to London or? yeah so there was a bit of a, a conspiracy about my uh, my results uh, <laughs> conspiracy yeah yeah but I, it got revealed ten, 10 years later it's mad well so, serious yeah so basically like so I was on the course to get a, a first basically yeah um, and the way I design is very like instinctive so I would they will give me a brief and like, I will know the answer straight away because I'm, I'm, I've already established myself digitally like mm -hmm. in the creative world. I know what's happening around me. You've already me. got a feel for it. Like you've, yeah. I know what works. I know what the final answer is before. Like I don't need to do research. Like no. I'm, I'm doing it naturally, I absorb. Mm. So anyway, so my sketchbooks used to be like proper thin, like compared to like someone who would just Fucking just build. scroll all their ideas and like exactly yeah. fill it with leaves and tea bags and yeah. that. <laughs> you know I mean? I'm like, I'm like, but 
this is not showing me anything. And then like, so, leaves a teabag. Yeah, mate. Oh, yeah, it's lovely it's, texture. Lovely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah that's, <laughs> that's it. That's what that was. That's it. And, and, I was, I was, and I was thinking, like, I don't want to waste time doing that. Like, I know what's going to work. So you got marked down because you didn't annotate and you didn't... Oh, exactly, exactly that. Exactly that. So... Um, so you had so, the talent, but like you didn't show them your process. I didn't. I, I didn't follow their guidelines. Like my process in that film, that sketchbook was like, this is my results. This is what I I've picked out. Da da da, and it's come to this end result, which yeah. is my final thing. So they were telling me throughout the year, gassing me up, saying that you're going to get first. All the stuff you're doing outside of uni, like you, you're six student, blah, blah blah. I was like, wicked, wicked. Um, and there's one t- tutor. Um, his name's Paul Shakespeare. He always believed in me. Like he was like you've got a style that doesn't really quite fit in what we do. It's more like digital illustration, but you've, you're onto something here, but he always gave me that, the, the confidence. That's nice, yeah. And really like, and like proper ledge. And then, anyway, so I get the result, the results day comes, mm-hmm. buzzing, telling all my family, I'm gonna get first, first few guys to go uni, like, like highest mark ever. Get there, and I look at my name, and I was just like, it says 2-1, I was like, what? Oh, man. T- 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 uh, poor me, 2-1. Like, I was like, <laughs> I got 2-1, but like, I've kind of worked well hard, like, and I'm g- I get a 2-1 and you top, anyway, so I was like, I was like, I must be dreaming. Yeah. So I literally, I remember walking back in a haze and then coming back, like, having going back to bed, waking up an hour later, and obviously it wasn't a dream, it was like 2-1, and that feeling, angry. that feeling of like, Again, someone else is controlling mm. how I feel and your opinion has is changing the way I feel. Well, that's the thing. Like, they, they don't even know you. They yeah. don't really know your process because it's all marked by, like, third party. They, that's it. Yeah. That's so. it. That's it. And, yeah, so 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 the, so the conspiracy was... So, anyway, so that was a fire in my belly. I was like, fuck this, man. I want to prove these guys wrong. Like, I should have got a first because there people in my course who got a first that did not deserve a first. Really? And that's what was pissing me off that's more. That's the worst part, yeah. And you had, like shit students who were just scraping a 2-1 and like because they took all the boxes or yeah. like yeah getting the first because they've yeah exactly like like I said I'm comp- I was competitive not now but I was competitive about I always wanted to be the best innit and when you like that was I don't know so 10 years later on our first exhibition um, I invited my tutor there Paul Shakespeare yeah and he goes I'm proud of you and I was like oh she's about like thank you like you know stay in touch and he's yeah. like by the way I need to tell you something I was like oh what oh, he's like basically we had to mark you down and we couldn't give you the first because if it leaked that we gave you the first with the amount of work that you've put in, it would have changed the whole way we would have had to mark someone else. What? Because someone could have looked at my first and say, yeah, but he's only done a sketchbook that big. And I've done that yeah, more. Yeah, but if they open up the sketchbook and see the work, is actually fucking sick. It's yeah. not just like a, lots of shit. Yeah. It's, it's actually a small amount of yeah. actually like really good stuff. So, they're, so, so, so they're, they're, they were marking on, on time spent Building your fucking sketchbook, just like a classic. Yeah, compared like, to yeah, com- compared to just like being rich in knowledge and in life and putting that down and saving time. Um, and he's like, yeah, basically. And if if anyone found out like you got a first and did that amount of work, then it would have destroyed the whole marketing system. So we had to. I was gutted. I was fighting the corner, but we had to give you that to you. And I was like. You know, when that massive relief was like, ah, oh, so it wasn't me. <laughs> it was it's nice like, that he kind of gave you closure on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but, I mean, it's it such a ridiculous fucking... It bugged me, mate. Yeah. It bugged me. I, and I used to go to, like, speak at Solent throughout. And I used to, like, actually say... Did you drop it in a few times? All the time. The used to mark me down with there at the back, like, you know what I mean? Like, and, you know, and, like, big, big them up. Like, you know, I love, like, I love every single one of them. And, like, they just didn't see the future, man. Yeah, you sure. Know what I mean? 
So I was like, fuck, I ain't gonna tell anyone I got T1. <laughs> <laughs> I was planning how thin on my fucking CV if I got a first and shit. I was like, <laughs> I'm, go home and change it. I've never even written a CV. So I was like, okay. Oh, okay um, so yeah, so yeah. So after, after that, I was like, okay, let's just move to stay in Southampton for another four years. So I was there eight years in total, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, made the best of friends. Worked for Drunk Night Club, designed all the logos for the big clubs. Like, yeah, I was nice. known, like, I was known because you would see my flyers on the floor everywhere. Um, and friends with the bouncers, bomb staff, like, everyone, locals, like, it's the best time of my life in Southampton. So, no, I was getting paid so much um, that I wasn't actually getting paid, if you know what I mean, because yeah. I would have a shitload of invoices to send out. And then I would just find myself constantly, like, in debt mm. and having to pay rent and chasing money and, like, and having not time to do. So it was that point when I was just like, look, I need to create like a studio. Mm-hmm. Like I need to create something bigger to, to look like it's a fucking- Bigger company. Yeah, yeah, even just though it's just, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Even though it's just me, I need to like have that vision to be like, let's create something, let's market it to make it look like a fucking sick studio. <laughs> yeah. um, and convince people that I have a team of six people and I was just a designer there. Um, and I called that company Studio Blup. Mm-hmm. And that was set up, yeah, like, like my last uh, uh, after I graduated, yeah, and the rest is history, man. So, man, so what were like those first couple of years like with Studio Blip? So it was, it was, it, was it harder than you thought? Was it easier, like trying to be six people? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. So carrying like the yeah. different heads and stuff like that. So it got to a point where like I was loving it because you know I was again, it's so flexible, bruv. Like I, I was be up at like four a.m. or like you know, just like I, I, that's what work life yeah. was about for me. So no, so I'm getting busy, busy, busy. My best mate Alex Evans uh, was on my course. He got a two one. I helped him get a two one. Nice. Um, he was one of the kids that was scraping a third. And, uh, <laughs> okay. I brought him up to a two one. Like yeah, and like yeah. you know, he was, he was he was he was he was a bit like me. He was, he was more of an artist than a graphic designer. But sure. What I loved about him and throughout the three years was. I don't think you haven't met him, but like, he's just like this calming influence. Like he's this good looking, blonde hair guy, blue eyes, ladies loved him in class. Like he's a winner. <laughs> he's that's a successful businessman. Like he was sick at football. Like he was like, like the Brad Pitt of our course, yeah, yeah. but didn't have the ego. He was like more low-key. Oh, so he'd be like, nice. like the silent one. Like the guy's like, oh, he's, he's such a silent. And like, <laughs> so dark and mysterious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I need to talk about this guy. Like, this, guy <laughs> this guy's got something, man. So, um, so yeah, so like we became like proper tight. And when we went to that Amsterdam trip, again, confident geezer. Like I went on stage and I started emceeing at this like R&B club. Really? Um, and like all the Dutch people loving it. Like all the people on my course are loving it. And I'm like, dying, dying. Like, you're sick. You're... I was like, I was laughing it up because I was, I was a confident guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, And then um, got off the stage and next minute you just see like this guy at the bar just walk through. He goes, there you go, mate. And it was Alex just handing me over a beer, like, like well done, man. Like, oh, what you like? You weren't that pally with him yet? No, no, no weren't oh, at all. Oh, okay, but the, nice. But the fact that like he was just like, that's cool. Yeah, man. Like, just, yeah, again, that young age and saw that that reward and like gave me a, a beer. It's like, yeah, well nice. done, man. Like, I was like, shit, you're safe, man. Now like, we just clicked straight <laughs> from there. So anyway, so fast forwards um, uh, after uni, and he he done a, um, a course on design management. Um, uh, uh, it was a. a uh, a postgraduate course, a master's on on, on um, a design management, and mm-hmm. he got a distinction. And his subject was about me. No way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shit. So he talked in his just in his sub in his 
dissertation, he talks about like how this guy was designing the bedroom and like has the ambition to get to the top one day. Da, da, da. Nice. Um, and you know, th- this is how he's built his business. And he got a, he got a, like a, a, a first or whatever it is the, oh, wow. the, the top mark. No way. So I was like, yes, Alan, I like that. Like, that's, this is sick. <laughs> like, cheers, bro. Like he's like, no, nah, like I, I don't know what else to write about. So before he got snapped up, I was like, look, bruv, do you want to like come with me? And you know so much about me and like you're the opposite of me. You're more, you can write an email and you can chase the voices up. I just need a partner, man. He's like, yeah, why not? Nice. <laughs> he's like, yeah, because he works at the Master Spencer's. I don't want to work for anyone either. <laughs> uh, you know I mean? So he's like, boom, let's do it. So yeah, so that was like the form of the partnership. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we, I just said, to, like, obviously it was my studio, but I said to him, look, let's make it 50-50, man. Like oh, I need someone nice. to be as passionate about it. So you guys can't have the yin yang sort of it. thing going on. That's it. Even though I'm doing all the digital work and all the work basically because, and yeah, he would help, but you know, I, I would be basically doing it. Mm-hmm. I was willing to sacrifice my time to make sure that eventually I wanted it to feel like his as well. Yeah, yeah. So we split it and then he would almost feel like he was in debt to me to like work harder to do the other bits to make my life easier. So actually the time spent yeah, yeah, yeah. Chasing the client, da da da, was the same time I was actually doing it. So it was And that's all the shit you don't want to be doing. That's it. Basically. That's it. That's Banging. it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yes. How long has the studio been going now then? Um, so we formed in 2013. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so it's about, yeah, about 10 years. Oh, it's wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come out, yeah. I started 10 years ago. We was a part, became a partnership eight years ago. Okay. Yeah. And what's the kind of journey been like for the company? Yes, yeah, man. We so we we were just discussing like I don't go back to London, mm-hmm. so I was like, I said to Alex, can we just like go, can we go to like start this business in America? Yeah, like he did Camp America. He's bigging it up. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, he's like, man, the girls are amazing. Like the food, it's just amazing lifestyle. I was like, oh, let's go to America. I've never been before. I'm like, please. <laughs> I was like, look, let, I said, where, where was the best place? He was like, San Diego. I was like, why San Diego? He's like, I don't know, something about San Diego was just- I've like, heard it's proper vibe in San yeah, Diego, yeah, yeah. actually, yeah. So I was like, okay. And by that time, I, I didn't even know about like New York or anything like that. I was just like, okay, San Diego. So looking at flights. And then we went out that night to uh, to Brighton. Mm-hmm. At, uh, yeah, to Brighton. It was Bournemouth, actually, it was Bournemouth. And um, we went out and met a group of girls. And then he goes off with this blonde, like beautiful girl. I'm, I'm talking to my mates, me and my other mates. And then he, put, he pulls back over and they like have a little kiss. 10 years later, that's his wife. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So he's like, so basically he was like, <laughs> so he's like, that, that weekend he was like, uh, yeah, guys, can we just like stay in London for like the UK for a bit? Like, go from Southampton, maybe try London out. <laughs> I was like, bruv, no, I don't want to go back home. Like, because I'm just going to like rely on my parents. He's like, nah, but we'll do it. We'll find a cheap place. Like, we'll yeah, just yeah. try it in London. But like, you know, I got this girl and I was like, ah, oh, shit, man. And then, yeah, and then they obviously stayed together. I've got two beautiful kids now. Jeez. Um, but that one moment where we was about to go to San Diego, Fucking both hell, buzzing man. for it. And it literally could have changed. Yeah, yeah, could, yeah. Oh, my life could have been like a whole different thing. If, yeah. Um, and yeah, it was just like, next, yeah, next thing it was just like, next thing we found ourselves in London. Okay. And was it like, what, what was, why didn't you want to come to London originally? Uh, it was more... I knew personally like I like comfort. So if I'm like sitting there knowing that my mum and dad's around the, around the corner, 
Like so security blanket exactly. kind of comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. I like to I like to put myself like rock bottom. Like just I like to throw yourself out, yeah, like, jump like, out of plane. Like, exactly. Yeah. The thing with me, like I can put my, I put myself in any situation because it, for me it doesn't matter. Like I, I don't get nervous. I don't get, don't get shy because you know I kind of just detach myself from like reality and just put myself in there because it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So for me, I knew that if I go there, there's a, a reason to go back, and then I'll probably end up staying at home and never leaving on my own. So I said, look, the only reason why we're going to go if we go to London is we'll find a place um, and by that time, four of our best mates as well, who we lived with in Southampton, wanted to move to London at the same time. Oh, so it was right, sick. Nice. We had a little crew. So we had five of us. Like big house. Big house in yeah, London, yeah, in, yeah. Um, on, 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 uh, in Holloway Road, yeah. uh, North London. Massive like house. Like, it was a, it was a, actually, no, it wasn't a shit. It was, it was done up. It was really nice, actually. Okay. Um, and then we had this like, dodgy Irish landlord. <laughs> <laughs> who like would take like fucking four hundred pound cash only like yeah yeah it was mad it was mad it was mad it was mad, it was mad. Um, and like cash only yeah ca- like, so he would come out every month like this nutty Irish guy legend Brian <laughs> Brian and uh, he'd be like just let himself in sit down on the sofa turn the TV on I'll be like alright alright Brian he'd be like. I'm not gonna do an Irish accent. He's like, ah. he used to call me six pack, innit? Like, six pack. He's, 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 I was skinny, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, he's like, ah, oh, six pack. Like, oh, you got my money? I was like, yeah, like, you're definitely dodgy. Like, that's definitely dodgy fucking. That's a bit weird, man. Yeah, carry around fucking a honcho, whatever. <laughs> and I was like, okay, like, let me uh, give you, uh, let me give you cash, but obviously because me and Al weren't making anything, bruv, like, it was hard. Mm. So, we had late playing, paying clients at the same time, trying to pay like expensive rent and also at the same time traveling and trying to survive. So we had nothing, absolutely nothing. Um, so the best thing about Brian was he'd be like, look, it's okay, six pack. Just pay me like next month. That's you're, nice. You're good. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I understand. You can actually like have a human relationship with him instead of just some faceless agency. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, it wasn't he, he wasn't a human. He was just like some alcoholic. <laughs> you know what I mean, like I don't know what he was, bruv. Like, but he he loved me though. He just loved me, man. I don't know why. Like again, he, I know he's like maybe because I just when he used to come, I used to sit down with him and just yeah, chat. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. just have banter. Like, yeah. Just, he's about sixty-eight. Like small little Irish man with beard, like scruffy, looking like a tramp. But he was, you know, he was a millionaire because he had yeah. four properties like in London. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah. So like yeah. So we said in London and it was like we knew like we're in the smoke we gotta make this happen man we got we've got something here we've developed a kind of like style mm. we need to make this shit happen we're kind of thankful for being in London because there is so much like going on yeah oh, was it quite easy to build the business quite quickly yeah yeah, yeah. Um, I mean yeah yeah, and no because every step we were taking was to make it um, every step we were taking was to, for our end goal yeah and I basically Alex has followed my dreams, and it like so Alex has made has followed what I what I eventually want your vision, yeah. Like, yeah. And you know my whole thing with him is like I want to one day pay back, and well I have I have reason we get to that, but like mm-hmm. I want to reward you for the belief you've like shown in me. Like, you could have got a job, you could have done anything. You've been skimming with me. He didn't want to ever ask his dad for money. I was like, bruv, please, like, can you just ask him for a grand, please? Like, <laughs> Skinner, G, like, he's like, nah, nah. I was like, oh, man. Anyway, so, like, so like I said, like, I will make this happen, bruv. Like, I promise you, we'll get out of this shit. And then we used to, like, pretend we had an office. Uh, so we used to meet up at, like, swanky fucking hotels, our yeah. clients. Um, our, 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 our office address was, like, someone that we just bought offline. Yeah. Uh, we had, like, a link, uh, you know, those phone numbers that link to your mobile. Yeah, like, sure. 0207, da-da-da. Like. <laughs> so, so it was all smoking mirrors, but then what that done was that that 
helped attract like the bigger money. Bigger fish, yeah. Um, and you know, the, looking back, the amount of work we did for like the money was like no wonder we were skinned. Like looking mm. back, but we knew little stepping stones. Um, and yeah, man, like it rapidly grew just basically on based on connections. Mm-hmm. We never really had inbound work come in. Yeah. It was always like someone referred us to or someone like saw something online or it's an intro to someone, you know? So um, so we never did marketing other than just marketing our artwork online to yeah, our fans sure. rather than trying to promote a business. Was there any like single job that you had where it was the kind of turning point where you were like, right, if we nail this, this puts us another couple levels up or was there any one job that you can remember in, in your memory? Uh, that came from the, um, the Adidas job. Um, yeah. So it was a PI agency who called us out of the blue and she was like, I, I've seen, I've seen your work online somehow. I was like, oh, I see, that's cool. And I thought it was my mate winding me up <laughs> and um, she's like, hey, is this Dines? I was like, yeah, yeah. She's like, I love your work. I was like, oh, thank you. I was like, who's this? She's like, oh, it's um, da 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 from um, Adidas. I was like, oh, okay. Like, I think his <laughs> mates always do that to me, man. Like, wind me up. Oh, mate. And uh, I was like, okay, yeah, cool. She's like, yeah, we've got some work and we want you to work on the Stanley McCartney um, Olympic work. I was like, yeah, yeah, that sounds good. I'll tell you what, email me and, uh, you know, I'll, I'll get back to you. She's like, oh, okay. So I hung up the phone. <laughs> oh, shit. Five minutes later, it's like Sandra or whatever her name is from like Adidas.com. I was like, oh, uh, shit. <laughs> I was like, oh, shit. That was actually legit. Fuck. So I phoned Alex. I was like, oh, wow, we've got our first fucking major client. Finally, we've got Adidas. Like, yeah. you know, we've always wanted to work for a big Just brand. Guess, man. And um, so we had to sign these little envelopes and um, these little invites for like the Stella McCartney show. Mm-hmm. And it went fucking horribly wrong. It <laughs> 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 actually flopped, bruv. Like, no. So. Basically, the brief was we had to make two thousand five, no, two thousand eight hundred and seventy-four yeah, yeah, well. invites, right? Yeah, that would go out to all their network, blah blah. And these these uh, invites were these beautiful like folders in, that I designed, like folders, and then we had to. It's like all we had to make. Basically, it's like origami. We had mm-hmm. to make yeah. in every individual one, and then we had to then put the inserts of the invite in and then we had to then wrap it with a bow and then we had to seal it at 2000 how many 2784 <sighs> all right 74 <laughs> and it was and just you too it was just me me and Al. Oh, so we got so we was like okay cool it was like can we get like a like a deposit bear in mind we had we was in the red we had no money yeah. at all uh it's like can we get a deposit that like, now what agency asked for a deposit? I was like, shit. So we had to find fucking two thousand pounds to pay for the print. So we pay for these prints. We have got these massive boxes. We go back to my my yard in Brentford, mm-hmm. my parents' house, and we're folding these envelopes. And the dead, basically, you know, the deadline was like the next morning. Like, so we had to be delivered by like nine o'clock oh, the next gosh. morning. So, and and it was kind of fine because we had to find printers to to deliver that quick. Yeah, Looking yeah, back, yeah. like we should have said no, but because we wanted it so bad, of course. We made yeah, it happen. You want to make it found this like, budget printer, like some like it's a little Indian man shop, like mm. who who'd like just said, yeah, I'll sort you out. Like it'd, it'd be cool. And I was like, okay, it was cheap, so we just went with it. <laughs> so he so he turned up with a box, and I I was like, oh, we've got the whole night left. Basically, got twelve hours to like pack all these up. So we did it, drinking coffee, shaking, like on the adrenaline. My sister comes down, my mum helps out, uh, my dad helps out. Um, I think Alex was getting tired, so he goes back home. And then he gets his um, his his missus to help out. So we was all doing this like fucking thing. Yeah, yeah. A little, a little sweatshop going, <sighs> mate. It's crazy. It's crazy. I remember like just that 
you know when no sleep and everything's just like silver like you know yeah. just delirious and so we so we so Alex drives back to mine we pick up the rest of the envelopes we drive to the PR office and they were like oh these are great um, but where are the envelopes oh. each individual one was meant to be in that in the envelope sealed and then wax stamped oh. <laughs> it was like what um, did, no one get, tell you no one told like, it was in the brief it was in the brief like oh. these need to be packed so we thought packed in a box not yeah, but, packed exactly yeah, but that's like specific yeah yeah, but whose fault was that though? So if it doesn't uh, outline it, like packed just means in something. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So we packed it nicely in the box, right? So anyway, so so she's like, look, by this, this is the PR company idea. So she's like, look, if you don't if you don't get this delivered by nine thirty, like we're not paying you. It was like, but we've just spent two thousand pound like, on and. We've all night, like, all night. Yeah. You need to find these envelopes, square envelopes. You can't find square black envelopes, but I'm mm-hmm. like, you can't. So we got back in the car and like we both burst out crying. Like really? I, remember, I remember it was like raining and like rain hitting the door and stuff like that. And like, it was like, we fucked up. Like this is not what design is meant to be about. Mate. So it was like, look, let's find a fucking plan. Let's, let's go around London. We've got two hours by the way, mate, right? <laughs> <laughs> let's, go, let's go around London. Let's try and find these envelopes. So it was like, sweet. So it was like, get on Google. Chase. And don't forget, this was like, you, went, you didn't have fucking iPhones, bruv. Like, yeah, it yeah. was like phones that you had yeah, like that slow in there. Dead internet. Yeah, 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 yeah bruv. Yeah. Like, it was mad. Yellow pages. Yeah, yeah. One so, one like, eight. yeah. Yeah. That, that, I think it was that. <laughs> so, eventually, we found this like little shop in Camden who did like paper things. And he's like, yeah, mate, I've got like the proper cotton. I've got the envelopes. I've got plenty of those, mate. I was like, ah, oh, sick. He's like, boom. Got it. And they, Big box, and they were like, I think they were like 20 quid, but he mm. gave us like a whole box. He's like, I don't even use them, like dusty. Put the envelopes in there, just put in so snug. It was perfect. Like, the fit was just like, it was, nice. like, it was, like, it was like an orgasm, but I was like, was like yes. So we run, like, drive back all the way to fucking Farron and wherever it was. Is Alex in the back of the car, like, putting them in the envelopes? We didn't, you know what? We didn't, we just give, gave them the envelopes. So oh, okay. like, here's the envelope. Right, yeah, so yeah. we turned up, I was like, there you go. She's like, Thanks, guys. Like, because like, you don't know what the fuck we've been through. Like, you know what I mean? Did you try and like style it out, or were you there? Like, just we started out. Eyes are twitching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the end. <laughs> like, that, that's exactly that. And I just said, oh shit, oh the envelopes. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I just need to pick them up for my mum and dad. And she was like, oh yeah, it's fine. Like, Thanks. I was like, oh my god. So eventually they paid, <laughs> and we finally had like money to fucking yeah, pay rent exactly. and stuff like that. And then fucking two months later, we get another call from Maddie to do some more work. So it was just like that was the moment where we realised one, read the brief. To get a deposit, mm-hmm. get a contract, get everything set up as an agency, and not yeah. just a fucking two kids trying to like do a job. Well, that's for. it, man. Yeah, sort of back yourself like professionally in terms of actually doing the contracts and all that's that kind it. of stuff. Because people, you know, like you at that point, you mm-hmm. just you're so infatuated with working with such a big brand, and like that's all you really think about. That's it. It's, it's a hard one because it's all well and good us, you know, like talking to people about, yeah, like try and fight for this, fight for that. Yeah, yeah. But then if, if they lose that and they go somewhere else, yeah. it's like, that's a life-changing thing that you might have missed out on. It's it's a fine line, I guess. It's so true. Yeah. What have you been up to recently? Like, what's been going on? So recently, uh, yeah, obviously COVID hit. Mm-hmm. I didn't know if you heard about COVID, a little virus. Yeah, what's that? I don't know, some, <laughs> some little bug that's going around. What? Um, <laughs> so yeah, so basically, all right, so look, things were flying, uh, throughout the years like big brands doing our thing travelling around the world doing talks building up our fan base having fun so one of my other best mates he's in um, he's in uh, Shanghai mm-hmm. and it was like November time he was like look 
guys, this 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 virus is real because I'm into my conspiracies, isn't it? So like, I'm I I read news uh, news and like from other areas from yeah, other yeah, worlds, yeah. Like, a few different like, angles. Countries. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I heard about this this the, the, the Chinese virus, um, mm. and I was just like, okay, but no one knew it was called COVID. Um, and this is another thing he goes like, yeah, China's getting locked down. I was like, fuck. He goes like, it's definitely gonna hit the UK. I was like, no, it ain't. Mm. But I was like, actually, yeah, actually, there, there could be something here because if it's a virus or, or it's propaganda, like either way, it's coming to London. So in November, I said to Al, like, we need to prepare ourselves because there's gonna be a fucking economic fucking crash. It's interesting. Yeah, you knew it was coming. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, there was a little bit of hype towards the end of the year, but I mean, in November there was barely any news coverage. Really, it's like, it's it's like a little bit, none, but none. it was it. It first started in October, didn't it? In, it. in actual China. Exactly. But they were just keeping it on the massive down. It's like, oh yeah, three people have died. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. like 60,000 people have died and you're yeah. not telling anyone. Yeah, exactly like, that. It's mad. Yeah, yeah. So what, how did you future-proof yourself in terms of a pandemic? So, like I said, I'm, I'm into my, my conspiracy. So like, I loved um, reading about 9-11, about what that meant for the world and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Not just like the stupid conspiracies. Like, it's about like the crash of the, of the dollar. And what I did and the, the recession basically. Yeah. And I was watching this guy and like, he was like, you got to prepare yourself for the next crash. We don't know when it's going to come, but something big it is coming, like, but mm. we don't know what it was. Yeah. So all my, in my head I was thinking, okay, what does he mean by this? Like, so, and this was last year. So always, I was always ready for something. Um, and obviously with Alex, he's like, he's probably tight with money anyway. So he used to always stack like money, just like never bought anything expensive. That's for, good. Like, the studio and, we used to, we paid ourselves like hardly anything because we knew, we didn't know what's coming around the corner, so we had like reserves, right? Um, so anyway, so it got to November. Uh, Ryan tells me like this virus is real, and one of Zena's uh, my wife's best friend um, who's out in Hong Kong. She's like, this shit's real, like it's okay, coming. Cool. Yeah. So what we did to future proof, right, was we made sure we serviced our clients and we said, look, whatever happens, we ain't closing our doors, right? Um, let's get up. Contracts sign up, six month contracts ready. Let's get our, our invoices paid in time. Let's um, keep that relationship going with new ideas. Like let's plan for, because I knew like, let's plan for the rest of 20, 2020, you know, let's give you the vision, right? Mm -hmm. AKA, let's just squeeze as much fucking work as we can. So, so January, February, March um, was our busiest time we secured. EA Sports, we secured like uh, Levi's, um, uh, Sony Music, like, oh. like big because my my brain just went into overdrive. I was like, yeah. I need to fuck. We need to make some dough, bro. <laughs> you know I mean, like we need to like just go just like hard. Um, so there's me like networking, digging, um, producing work on like on Instagram, getting um, attention, like doing interviews, blah blah, just getting known, man. Um, and then the virus hit in London. Yeah. And we're based in North London, um, opposite the Arsenal Stadium, right? Mm -hmm. And the Arsenal manager got, was the first high profile person yeah, in the yeah. UK to, prop, like, to probably get it. Um, uh, and I was like, fuck, <sighs> we're in North London, he's in North London, the virus is probably gonna hit us. Yeah, it's probably here already. Yeah. yeah. Two days later, everything just closed down, bro. Yeah, like, man. and then it was obviously, as you know, like obviously it was just, just fucking, it was like fucking ghost town. But then mm. what that did was we we reserved enough cash to last us up until like September. Bro. If nothing came through the door, we didn't have to lay off any staff. Um, we didn't have to reduce like, any hours. I think we reduced like a couple of designers hours because they weren't really busy. 
Um, we didn't want to. We didn't want to take the government furlough. Fuck that. Mm. Like I'd rather that money go on to some something else that people that need it. Um, start applying for like um, government schemes to like obviously pay for rent. Yeah. You know I mean, so all that stuff was like, okay, we've got X amount in the bank. We're gonna be alright. Nice. And what that and what that was it's doing just that nice peace of mind, I guess. Yeah. Invalid, like it's just priceless. Don't get me don't get me wrong, bro. Like I was I was shitting it. Like, yeah, still you know shitting I mean? it. But you would have been shitting it even more if you hadn't prepped yourself. As, exactly, yeah. exactly. And then you know when you get to a point where like you you've, you've prepared yourself so much, you almost it almost gave you me confidence because whilst everyone was flapping, mm. we're like we're still we're still running like, <laughs> because we we prepared and I'm I'm calming my clients down saying one we're not gonna drop our prices yep. because everyone else is yeah but where our doors are not shut like we can still it's help business as usual yeah, yeah yeah we can still produce assets for you digitally like we don't have to go on photo shoots we don't have to do, do, do all that because mm. that's what we do we create digital assets nice and yeah. convincing them and it was just ticking along nicely 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 sure um and then, yeah, then yeah, then we got kind of uh, did a massive merger. <laughs> yeah, talk to me about this merger then. What's, uh, what's been happening with it? Uh, so, who's it you merged with? So, it's a, it's a, a group called Lab Group. Okay. Um, I think he's based. They, they're an agency that specialises in neurolinguistic programming. Right. Um, and basically, this guy's been our mentor for about two years. So, remember, I told you when it was like struggling a little bit of like trying to make ourselves a legit agency. Mm-hmm. He was more a mentor for like Alex to be like a proper managing director, financial director, like teach Alex the proper ropes. Like, yeah, like whilst yeah. I let me just concentrate on design, let him be the machine, the, the engine of like, yeah, yeah. Up there. so I needed someone to teach him basically. So, so throughout two years, we would go every twice a month to Hoxton Hotel, Sarah House, meet our mentor, mm-hmm. Johnny Twos. Um, and he would just drop some nuggets, man, gems. Like he's got a fucking multi-million pound agency. And I'm just sitting there thinking, fuck, this guy is like who I need to be, man. Like this mm. guy, he's got like, he's done everything. He's got the pizzazz, he's got the fucking work ethic. He's built a fucking successful team. He's based in Soho. Like his family life is like amazing. Like he, his energy is, and he's so humble with it. But there's a, there's a bit of like, yeah, and, but I am the bollocks. Like, yeah, because he's, yeah. um, and he's always pushing himself. Anyway, so like he, um, he was building us up and he was just like, just sorting us out. To the point where like two years later, I mean, like, yeah, after he was like, I'm thinking of forming a group. He goes, because in, in a way, I want to form a group that is a super agency. And he goes, you know, I want to do what we do. We want tech. We want like, uh, we want, um, what do you call it? Uh, uh, SEO. We want like a, just bit, basically a big fucking agency. Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes, like, I think you guys would be like a perfect fit, but you're not quite ready yet. I was like, okay, well, we don't want to sell up anyway. So yeah, sure. Anyway, so he got to, last December during the COVID mm-hmm. um, and we low-key knew obviously the economy was going to crash but these conversations were still happening like Jan- uh, December January February March still talking about this like this merger yeah and then he was like look I think I think you guys would be perfect for the group this is what we're going to offer you really yeah so, so I was like <laughs> I was like fuck okay because <laughs> what this is is like we want to obviously chunk of your company and but with this chunk company, I mean you're then in our group, yeah. And it will make you challenge the big boys now. We can now go for the multi-million pound because you're the backing, yeah. Because we have 
research. We've got fucking tech we've got new like, we programming we've got like fucking SEO like now shoot your blush it's just a creative agency now we're yeah, a fucking yeah, full yeah. service agency how's like, it feel is it, mate it feels like do you feel a bit more like more power like in terms of yeah uh, yeah, yeah like, just we, like weight yeah, everything I think so because like you, like you know we, we won like earlier what I said was I knew what there's a part of me that wants to do this on my own yeah, like a part of me that wants to grow this thing that's like huge and number one in the world. But at the same time, I need to be realistic, especially in these times, right? And I I look at my business partner, Alex's face, and I say, bruv, it's about time you like was eating good, man. Like It's about time you like <laughs> had no stress. Had and some like, reward. Right? Yeah, yeah. And like, you know what? Like, we've got our, we've got our plans when we're fucking 50, 60, 45, whatever, like mm. we've got our plans, you know, but in this moment of time, let's just take the money, do what you ever need to do by your fucking range, whatever, and your house and shit <laughs> like that and like be comfortable. Yeah. And like be... Slow things down a little bit. Yeah. And yeah. don't, everyone used to say you look stressed. Because <laughs> it is stressed, bro. Like, trying to fucking manage my fucking dreams. Like, it's like, yeah, yeah. So like, but I was just like, listen, I was just like, the least I can do for you, bro, is like, let's take this deal. And um, it means like, obviously, you know, we're giving away like a bit of our company, mm -hmm. but at the same time, you're going to be all right. Mm. You don't, we don't have to worry about money. Yeah. So we took the deal. Um, and the best thing about um, the lab group is, is like, that, that they're not even interfering with, with our dreams and ambitions. Nice, man, like yeah. they want to help us get to the top. They Did you like, know that it was kind of, Gonna have that dynamic before you agree to it. Mate, there were so many terms yeah. and conditions. Like, yeah. like it wasn't just a simple sign here. It was just like, of course, well, man. Yeah, but you've been building want... it for like ten years. You're yeah, not yeah. just gonna like hand it over as, exactly. for a bit of dollar. Like, as, exactly. That's the one, man. Exactly. That. And you know, you know, there's a lot of terms that you know we're um, that we had to like obviously speak to each other about. And mm -hmm. with Johnny, like he generally doesn't give a shit. Like he's like, yeah, I want you to join. Whatever makes you guys happy, because our bigger goal now is we have this machine that studio blah blah part of that in three four years time you know we could sell again yeah you know and when those figures are hitting fucking 80 to 100 million mm -hmm. and you got percentage in the group as well as percentage in, in, in studio good blah, times yeah you know that's what i'm aiming for like, i don't worry mm -hmm. about your, your terms and conditions like you know, <laughs> like, like, you know you can do what you want mate like um uh so yeah so like that was like the convincing part for me was just like the, still we still we had the freedom um, and we didn't have someone like poking their head and actually we can actually lean on him a lot more if we have any like questions and troubles and he's got now a team that we can just like lean on as well. Um, and it's just going to be the most beautiful like partnership that this world has ever seen. Um, it? It's going to, it will, like we will get to like the fucking number one spot. Um, we're growing our team from fucking 10 to 20 in the next like six months. We're employing at this time, you know, and it's just like, Actually, yeah, we took that gamble. We took the risk. Yeah, I'm already seeing the benefits of being a part of a group, you know. Um, and yeah, so yeah, watch this face, man. Nice man. Has it has it changed your kind of end game, like your your final objective? Has that changed since you, you did the merger, or is it still? Is you still on the, that same track? It's just a slightly different route. How do you see it? Yeah, it's, it's exactly the same. It's exactly the same. Yeah. Route, I think. What, what is that final objective for you? So mine is not necessarily like final, final. But when are you finally going to be like, mm. right? This has been. This is in writing now, or I don't know. When when are you going to have that final kind of closure on and feel satisfied? Or I, 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 I 
to be honest, I don't think I would ever feel satisfied because I always want the next like best thing. The only thing I, I want is is the studio block or the block like name to be as synonymous as the Saatchi Saatchi's, the AK Keyways, you know, and oh, I've heard of them like, mm. um, and producing sick work that actually, you know, not just making other companies money, but doing work that helps society, that actually changes people's life, um, you know, doing goods like, you know, we're working with a lot with charities now. We're working with like mentorships, like we're working with um, with universities to help develop the next talent. You know, I want to, you know, especially for like um, kids that like, you know, like growing up, I didn't have anyone that looked like me in the industry that I could look up to. So I had to make it up. Mm-hmm. I want to become that role model for these kids to be like, oh shit, he's done it. A guy from fucking London that's done his thing. That's my next steps, like personal. The agency's gonna run its own. It's gonna be it's gonna become a mash machine. Um, but there's so many different goals that I need to like achieve first to satisfy my hunger. Like, I, it's never about money for me. No, it's about inspire inspiring and also bringing up the new generation. And that's all I like. I care about. In terms of like inspiring and stuff, what would your advice be to? You know, like a young person now, maybe wanting to start their own company or anything like that. What, what's what's your like kind of like pearls of wisdom? What do you say to people when they kind of ask you for any tips? I think it's just you got to take the risk. You know, um, it's look, times have changed in it because you know, especially again in this in this day, or especially if you're working for someone and you're thinking about leaving your job, like, and you know, people want to do stuff on themselves. But my whole thing is you got to learn to like start from the proper bottom as well. And like, I really understand like, there's gonna be points where you're gonna like give up and think, what's the point of this man? Like, like I can't even afford to buy a fucking pair of underpants. I don't know, like your feet, whatever, I don't know what it is. But like, always remember like there, there is an end goal, like there is an end to it. Like, and it's the journey, it's the process. Mm-hmm. Like to be waking up hungry and, not physically hungry, actually physically hungry and mentally hungry. <laughs> um, is like is the best part, man, because you're chasing that dream, you're chasing that something that if you really want it, like you have to fucking like like chase it. Mm. Because life is too short, man. Like imagine you, you die and you look back and you'd be like, fuck man, I wish I took that gamble. Like mm. and I always think I've always thought like I've always thought if I look back and I didn't do it, then I'll be well pissed off. That's the one, man. Yeah. You know? But it's not for everyone. You yeah. know, I'm just doing it from a from a place where I've got fire in my belly. I've got like, um, you know, I've got just that, just that, that, that desire to get to the, the top, basically. That's inbuilt in me. But if you mm. haven't got that, you can still become like a sick number two or sick number three and still yeah. be part of a, a wicked company and grow with them, you know? So it's not all about like just launching your own business. It's all about just being you're satisfied with what you want to achieve and make people smile and happy and it's like, don't be a dickhead, you know what I mean? That's like, <laughs> don't be a dickhead. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, the, that's the title. And, um, <laughs> and then, yeah, and, and, that, and, that, and that, I think that for me is just like, if you want to do your own thing and have your own destiny, just don't be shy and just actually just try it. And also have a fu- also have a fuck it attitude. <laughs> One thing finally, um, I think uh, Dave mentioned on the the topic. Obviously, quickly talking about your personal style, you use a lot of like popular iconography in yeah. a lot of your work. In terms of like copyright, what's been happening? Like I don't know. Like, how, how, did you get away with it? Is it quite easy? Or yeah, yeah. Is it fine? Yeah. It's, uh, um, what's what are the, what are the rules? Because obviously, like, you, you change them so much, but it's yeah. still kind of identifiable, and it gives the it gives a, a certain vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, is it a sticky kind of? Is it a bit of sticky ground? Or yeah, not really. So basically, uh, 
it's pop art basically yeah, so yeah. It's, it's, it's popular art and it's whatever say for example if I used a, a, a Disney character actually I, I've, we've used a Disney character once right and then uh, we did this like little series of Disney and that's what we were fucking that's what blew us up basically yeah. and uh, we get an email from fucking someone at Disney.com I was like shit it's definitely a season this this I was like shit in it I was like oh my god like what the hell I don't open email. I don't open email. Do you want to go to war with Disney? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I was like, <laughs> Some scary shit. So I was like, what? So anyway, so I opened up this email and she's like, hi, Shuja Blup. Uh, uh, we really love what you're doing. Um, the work that you've done with the Disney uh, characters, we love the way that you're uh, changing it and making it a bit more adult. Um, we actually want to print a big print for our office in Australia. No way. Like, can we be cheeking ass for one? <laughs> I was like, what? It's like, it's like, we're like, yeah, like, hell yeah. Like, send us your address. Like, so obviously someone from the team must have been following yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Blah, blah. Seen it. And then, so we said like, we then said like, look, look, okay, how do we make this official? How do we like get some sort of license deal? Like, how yeah. do we make this happen for real? Like, um, so she sent us through to the license person and, she, and basically we did like a little deal, but the paperwork is just, it's too much to like to, to, to do mm. like for what it is. All we're doing is just creating art. We're not selling posters or anything yeah, like that. Sure. So we're not making money. We're not benefiting from it. We're mm. just doing it for our, like, for our fans basically. Yeah. Um, so because of that, we kind of like had to ease out of it. Um, and then you, you, you hardly see it now anyway, like, on, our, on our latest work. So, mm. That was the kind of moment where it was like, okay, let's just slow down because that could have been a, yeah. a fuck you. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, we're going to sue your ass. Oh, mate. It must have been a breath of sort of relief when yeah, you actually yeah. read the email. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it. that's it. That's it, man. Like, but yeah, so I mean, yeah, we're speaking to like lic actual licensing. I can't say too much at the moment. But we're speaking to a few licensed caricature um, brands. We've worked with Hasbro, mm -hmm. like, with like My Little Pony and stuff like that. And um, there's so much, there's so much, there's so much we can like fucking do. It's just, the list is just endless. Nice. I'm just trying to prioritise what we want to do first. That's it, man. Cool. And finally, is there any like websites or socials you want to plug quickly for the end of the show? Um, yeah, just we've got a new website launched, uh, studioblup.com. Mm -hmm. um, so we're still updating that. So the case study is still being updated. We've got um, obviously our Instagram forward slash uh, studio underscore blup. And you can check your boy out at underscore dines on Instagram. So yeah. hey, thanks for coming in. Hopefully man, see you again soon. That's all for this episode, but please make sure to check out our other episodes and subscribe to the podcast to ensure that all future episodes are on your radar. In the meantime, you can find our main website, family-creative.co.uk and on Instagram at family-creative. We'll catch you next time.